In today's episode, I'm interviewing Lisa Kyoto from Renovating Italy. Lisa, along with her husband Sam and their children, made the move from Australia to Piemonte region in the foot of the Italian Alps to live their very own Italian dream. Nine years later, Lisa and Sam host guests from all over the world and inspire others to do the same. Through their business, Renovating Italy, they lead a growing group of amazing people renovating homes and have connected with thousands who all share their incredible stories and dreams. Lisa says, I feel like we have found a little slice of paradise and we want to teach you how to do the same. They are there to share with you exactly how they did it saving you years of trial and error and giving you incredibly valuable advice and tips they wish someone had given them when they made the move. Welcome to Rare Conversations podcast. I'm Leonie Milano and I chat with business owners around the world who are starting, sustaining, scaling and selling businesses. We talk about real life business scenarios to help you understand the path before or as you begin your own business journey. I transitioned from working in film, TV, and global events to working with creative entrepreneurs through mindset coaching and mentoring. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs embrace the journey, understand themselves better, accelerate their growth, and get the most out of life, making sure they have a hell of a lot of fun along the way. Lisa, I have been following her. I've been on her mailing list for years, and Lisa and her husband, Sam, used to renovate properties in Australia, and they decided to follow their dream of moving to Italy to renovate a property there. They now help expats from around the world move and live a dream life. And she's also starting a membership as a support for ongoing. Lisa, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm really well, and it's just a pleasure to be here with you. So lovely to speak to you. And how is, we're in October now, so how is the weather there? Oh, it's beautiful. It's uh, beautiful autumn days here, and we're in Piemonte, Piedmont, Mm -hmm. so we're right at the foot of the Alps. So we get quite a bit of snow in winter, but at the moment it's just beautiful. All the leaves are changing lovely blue skies and crisp mornings. Time to get the winter woolies out of storage. You know, I just find your story absolutely extraordinary and so inspiring. I'm somebody who has just gone and packed up and, you know, found myself anywhere in the world that I wanted to live at any time. And it's a big decision though and moving with your family did you move with your kids or yes you did yes we we moved we've actually moved to Italy twice so the first time we moved back in 2005 and we brought our uh, daughter who was three and our son who was one Mm -hmm. and we stayed here two years and then we decided we should go back to Australia because we just had enough. We couldn't cope with the bureaucracy and uh, right. it was just driving us crazy. So we went <laughs> home to Australia. We literally got off the plane and thought we should have stayed in Italy <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, we, we were just homesick. I think if I'd have come home and seen my mom and seen the family and then gone back, mm. uh, it would have worked. 
but uh, right. no. So it took a while for us to get back. And when we came back, uh, our daughter Karina was 10 and our son Luca was eight. Oh, so how, you spent how much time back in Australia? Uh, we were back four or five years. What, when did we go back? Right. So we went back when uh, Karina just turned five. So five years mm-hmm. we were back. In those five years wow. we were just, you know, putting together money to come back here again. And you were re- renovating properties during that yeah, time as we well? Yeah, we were buying, renovating and selling all the while living in those properties. So, right. But we both have a background. You know, my husband's Italian, raised by his dad who taught him all those kind of skills, you know, so he can pretty much do anything. All and the I construction skills. A, yeah, he's got all yeah. those skills. You know, he can do tiling and electricals and all sorts of stuff. And I worked for a big decorating firm in Australia oh, for many wow. years. So, so, so you get the really fun job. Well, though, that Sam's got a pretty fun job as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we both do the renovations together. So it's so it's been, it's been good. Yeah. So you you went back the second time because you just had that feeling of like <clears throat> we just need to go back there. Well, and then we sort of came back. Um, because my husband had a, a bit of an inkling that, you know, there was going to be some kind of economic crash. And so he said we should get rid of all our debts, which was quite wise. <laughs> so we got rid of all our debts and we just wanted to do something with a simpler lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, grow our own food, have some self-sufficiency, have our children somewhere that was a little more rural and Italy we we both loved Italy, so there was it was a no brainer to come back. I mean, the food there is incredible. <sighs> it is just amazing. And so now you've been back for quite a while, and you have another property there now. Yeah, we've been here now nine years, and so the the funny story is with this house that we bought, we actually uh, googled cheapest house in Piemonte which was this one, and we bought it for 8,000 euros. So that's wow. 8,000 8, euros because we already had a house in Liguria, which is down by the beach, very beautiful, warm weather, nothing, oh no mountains, no snow. And uh, once we'd moved in here, we had planned to go back and forth and renovate the one in Liguria, use this cheap house just as a temporary base and then probably sell it. But we, we fell in love with this house. So we, we, we changed plans and we decided to stay here, sold the other one. How far away the was the other one? Uh, a couple of hours. It's right on the, right, almost right on the beach. But it would have been a much more extensive renovation and it right. was uh, out of our budget at the time. So it was silly keeping it. It sounds absolutely amazing, this whole thing of yeah, walk me through what it's like. So if somebody wants to go and buy a property in Italy, how difficult is it? And does the same thing apply for Australians and no, Europeans no. and Americans? No, I think that's where the confusion comes in because there's different processes for different nationalities. And so while mm-hmm. I would not say I'm an expert on those things, you know, I'm not a real estate agent, so I would never give mm-hmm. real estate advice. Uh, within our um, membership, We've brought on board a number of different guest experts 
which has mm-hmm. been really great. So we have a financial uh, person giving advice. We have an architect. We have a renovating firm <clears throat> and uh, a real estate agent and his wife are on board. So oh, that's pretty fantastic. much covered, you know. So, I mean, whilst we can give a lot of advice, and my husband can advise on pretty much all of these things, we kind of uh, we pulled back from doing that because, as I said, we're not actually licensed real estate agents. We don't want to fall into that role. Right. Because there yeah. are people who are qualified mm. and uh, I'd rather pass that work on to them. So... Well, how long do you think the process is? If I wanted to go and buy a property there, how long would it be? I mean, obviously, uh, you need to, yes, take the first steps to speak to a real estate agent to find out what is possible, what is available. Yeah, well, I think the first step is to actually pull back from all of that and actually think about what kind of life you want to create. Okay, That's, so that know, kind of determines yeah, where you Yeah, what kind of life would... do you want? Do you want to be out in the in the rural part of Italy? Do you want to live in a small village? Do you want to be by the beach? Do you want to be somewhere hot? Do you care if it's cold? Do I'd like to be, be in Positano and Tuscany. Positano. I've been to both. Well, they're extraordinary. They're very, very beautiful. And then yeah. you would have to think, okay, well, say you wanted to, to live in Positano, then you would have to think, well, Positano is quite a, um, a high traffic tourist mm. destination. So mm. then would you want to have that as part of your daily life? Um, you know, what are yes. your non big difference, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's nice to go for a holiday. What's the weather like in the winter? How good are the hospitals? You know, there, there's all kinds of things. If you've got children, you need to think about right. schools and um, airports and how are you going to get around? So the actual idea of living there and holidaying there are mm. quite different. And I, I would say, you know, there's so many people online now in different parts of Italy mm. that it's quite easy to touch base with someone. So I know there's a, a number of people blogging who live in Positano. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would straight away say get in touch with them. Right, yeah. And so you could also buy a property in a high traffic area and kind of an Airbnb it, I guess. Yeah, well, you could. We had a one chap that um, Sam helped and he bought a house down in Sicily mm-hmm. and that's exactly what he did. He bought it. He actually had the previous owner run it for him as a B&B. Oh, nice. So he manages all of the property, keeps it tidy, lets guests in and out. And the other chap who's in America comes over back and forth when he can. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we, we did the same thing here. This actual room that I'm in, I, um, if you can't see it, I'm in an apartment. It's beautiful. I like the that ceiling we created, especially. Which it is was wooden. an old. What, tell uh, me about the, for the people who are on audio, uh, tell me a little <laughs> bit about the ceiling that we can see Oh, right well, the now. ceiling's all timber beams. Um, so beautiful. Big, thick wooden beams mm. and this section that I'm in is original. The section in front of me we added. So this room I'm in was actually a storage shed for wood. The walls under here, because we've got, we put plaster over them, are all rock, mm-hmm. the original old rock. Right. Uh, and we just thought we'll use this space as an accommodation uh, area. 
which is great because now we have a little apartment. We can stay in the apartment. The kids stay in the house. It's great. (laughs) And I remember visiting, um, I was in Tuscany once, and I remember getting up in the morning and it was, we had a, there were a lot of vineyards around. And I remember literally getting up in the morning, going for a walk and collecting eggs, freshly laid eggs. Mm. And there were tomatoes that were growing just everywhere. Yeah. I mean, what an incredible breakfast. Just uh, it's grabbed it's it straight so from outside. Perfect. It's so perfect. I mean, we don't have chickens at the moment, but we've got rabbits. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's squeamish, I won't say what we do with the rabbits. I'm squeamish about the rabbits. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we have rabbits. We have, um, what else we have? We have an orto, which is like a vegetable garden. So we grow our own oh, tomatoes, uh, celery, beans, oh, all kinds of herbs. What else do we grow? And there's zucchini, uh, uh, eggplant, <laughs> so many things. My husband planted 10 plants tomato plants the year before this one right and we got 150 kilo oh my of tomatoes off those 10 plants i hope you're bottling that and selling it we no we don't sell it or you too. just give it away <laughs> well everybody here does that oh they just give everything you know, away so, oh, and we have so an lovely. apple orchard we have a 40 tree apple orchard that came with one of the, prop- the property we it. bought next to this one so we make apple cider it's quite potent. oh my gosh wow <laughs> Yes, yeah, it's I a really have good um, life. Going out friends and, there and that made getting the eggs warm and the you know picking the tomatoes and eating them in the auto with my oh, son while they're so still good. warm. And, it, and it what's the lovely. drink that they make? Um, well, they make quite a few. <laughs> they do make a lot, don't they? Yes, and our neighbour, he's been here his whole life. He was born and bred here in this borgata, which is like a hamlet. Mm. And uh, he makes all kinds of liqueurs. Uh, yes, liqueurs. I have a friend who whose family made all these different ones, hazelnut, all of yeah. this stuff. The, the big and one I here is he's... called Jennaping. I've not heard of that. And it's a, while, it's a flower the, um... that only grows at a certain height. In and the they make a liqueur out of it. Yeah. I must find out from these people. Um, his father was a mayor of a town. I can't remember which one. And, yeah, they just, that, I think they get so much pride out of making things, the produce. Um, but I also remember having a situation of the amount of food that is served to you is insane. Yes. <laughs> it is a lot. And so here I was eating and they are like, oh, that's just the entree. The and I'm like, yeah. no, 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 that, that cannot be possible. Yeah. And, of course, it was. Then there's like all these other things to eat and it just keeps yeah. coming. And it has to be in a particular order. So, you know, I had the exact same experience. The first time I went to my husband's family down in the south, the food came out and the first meal I think was it was a pasta, it was lasagna. So I had some and then I said, well, I'm gonna have a little bit more, thinking that would be it, and maybe a dessert. Okay, <laughs> no, 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 that's just the, the the first um the first thing. Then there was meat, then there was salads, then there was more meat, then there was it's a fruit, lot of food. Was cheese. <laughs> it was endless. But it's uh, the food quality is so um amazing. 
Yeah, it's and you really... know what? You learn you learn the seasons. You learn what's seasonal. I mm. never, I mean, I've, I've lived in Australia all my life and I never really thought about when can we get apples. Mm. You know, apples are in season right. at a particular time here. But in, in Australia, you can go to the supermarket and you can buy apples all year exactly. round. So now I sort of know, okay, well, October is mushrooms and walnuts, chestnuts, apples, oh. uh, that season, you know. That sounds amazing. Do you have a calendar that you have all of the seasonal produce? No, I've, I've just come to know. And, you know, you can tell by what the actual locals are doing. Yeah. Because every year they do the exact same thing. So they'll be raking the fields to clear the chestnuts so that before the snow comes. And then the, this um, in October is the big fair and all the animals are coming down from this summer pasture. So we have hundreds and hundreds of cows and sheep and goats walking right by our door at wow. the moment coming down from the high pasture. Oh, I hope you have. Uh, I hope you document this on your Instagram stories. Oh, that, I've got so many things. I, I mean, I take photos all the time. My husband and I both actually met studying photography. Really? Yeah. So we've we both love in Australia. Yeah, in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Hey, everyone! I'm jumping in here to let you know about a great little campaign we're doing at the moment in the lead up to Christmas. It has been a pretty challenging almost couple of years and we wanted to see what we could do to help small businesses around the world get a little bit more visibility. So we started a grassroots campaign with creative entrepreneurs and solopreneurs in mind and built an online Christmas directory so shoppers can come and support you this festive season. This is a free service and we'd love to invite you to join us. And if you feel like you could do with a little more help, We have for a very limited time, a small program to help you refine some of your processes and get questions answered on how you can improve your business. You can find out all this information on our website at www.leonimilano.com or message us on Instagram at leonimilano, spelled L-E-O-N-I-M-I-L-A-N-O. If you're someone looking for gifts this year, we'd love to invite you to support these wonderful people on our platform. Now let's get back to the episode. But it's interesting here living... Because we're in this little hamlet, we're not in the village. The village is two kilometers away. And mm-hmm. there's only 10 adults and six children here, including our family. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a really tight little community, especially in winter where everybody helps each other. We barter. We don't even barter. We just say, oh, have you got some of this? Right, Can right. Some of that? Would you have some carrots? And we'll go say, like, yeah, go help yourself in the veggie garden. Yeah. Oh, that is amazing. That reminds me of growing up. We had veggie gardens, actually. Yeah. Um, so the whole process, it sounds, I didn't realize that it, I mean, you make it sound very easy and <sighs> extremely appealing. Yeah. I think it, at some point I'd like to have, <laughs> right, yeah, which would I'd love to talk to you about. Um, I mean, I, I like the idea of having something to then rent out as an Airbnb and, you know, where we just visit, um, I don't know, once a year or something like that. But what can you tell? Oh, oh no, sorry, my, go ahead. My husband likes to say that we have all year around what most people have to wait and take two, you know, two months holiday for. We have that all right. year. Yes. 
It's amazing. Yeah. So now tell me, um, I would like to know some of the, the more difficult sides because I think there's still bureaucracy. Well, the bureaucracy is just famous. So mm. I've always just gone with the flow and there, there's no point getting upset. You know, if you're at an office and you roll your eyes, you get booked to the back of the queue kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much who you know yeah, and everything depends. So wherever you go and whatever you ask, you just have to be aware that it could depend on who's, who's helping you, what day it is, if they've had lunch or not, if you've been nice to them, everything Ooh, depends. Yes, right. right. So that's one thing. Bureaucracy, I think you can get, you can always find a way around because it depends on who you know. Yeah. So if you're very friendly, like my husband's very friendly, he's gotten to know everyone in the valley. If you can't find an answer from one person, you ask someone else. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So bureaucracy hasn't been too bad for, and plus my husband speaks Italian and is Italian. So that makes a huge difference. And how's Um, your Italian? Terrible, shocking, really <laughs> bad. I'm famous now. I, I, I've been here nine years and my Italian is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably the same for a lot of people. Uh, it's so embarrassing. No, well, I don't know. My daughter is completely fluent. She's, oh, she, nice. She gets away with people think she's Italian and our son, you know, he struggles a bit with language anyway mm. at the best of times. Mm. Uh, but I think another thing, let me see, another thing, driving, because I don't drive here, uh, because uh, Australia and Italy don't have a reciprocal agreement with driving licences, so I have to resit the oh, driving really? test. Right. So not only, and it's only in Italian, it's written, a written test only in Italian, which fair enough, I mean, it's their country, good on them. But it's also quite expensive process. So altogether, it's about eight hundred to a thousand euro to just to get to, your license. Yeah, and we just don't have that. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. I mean, it doesn't. It sounds like you know, if you're going to be going anywhere, um, somebody would give you a ride anyway, right? Yeah, the neighbors yeah, well, would give you I a can ride walk to the village and yeah, get the yes. bus from there. I'm usually Plus, with that's my really good exercise. Yeah, and so, being out in the fresh air. I've been here nine years and managed, but I do miss drive, being able to drive. I miss that. Mm. Um, I think also making friends, you know, trying to make new friends as an adult might be a little bit harder than when mm. you're a kid. So I've sort of struggled a little with that. I do have a, a little group of friends here, which is nice. Mm. Um, but you're about big- to start a membership now, right? Yeah. With, um, which is really exciting. That I yeah, wanted well, to kind of go started. into a little, right, which I wanted to go into a little bit more with, um, you know, I mean, if you are moving to a place like Italy and, I mean, so much is digital these days and yes. it is probably, you know, it's very likely that you could just have your online business if you wanted. Um, mm. But actually with the kind of work that you're doing, which I think is very, very helpful for any expats. Um, having that membership is a huge, huge bonus. So how does that actually work? 
Okay, so well, the membership. Uh, let me explain. I've had a mm. uh, a blog and a website for probably about twelve, fifteen years now, mm-hmm. and I've had a, a Facebook group which has about six thousand people in it, and all renovating. And I thought, well, it's silly, you know. We've got all these uh, skills, all this knowledge. Are they so from the everywhere, membership- or are they just in Italy? No, no, they're most the people in the Facebook group are uh, quite a number of Americans, Australians, Mm -hmm. people from England, all around the EU, and people who are already here and doing it. Right. So there's the people here doing it and the people who are wanting to do it and they kind of bounce ideas off each other, which uh, I really love. I love helping Mm. people Mm -hmm. and I love to make the process easy for, for other people. So I've had the group started a membership three months ago, just very, very low-key, didn't launch it, didn't do all the bells and whistles, Mm. just wanted to see how it would go. And it's going quite well. It's going really well at the moment. So I'm enjoying it. Well, I think that's going to grow, actually. Oh, I'm sure it will. I wanted to Mm. do it all very low-key to begin with, with sort of people from in the group. Mm -hmm. And so we've got 36 members at the moment. And just getting the ropes, you know, finding our feet, what people want to hear about, what help they want. We have an uh, an aperitivo uh, Zoom call every two weeks and we all jump oh, on. Oh, how lovely. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, that that's is great. Yeah. And so how long, I mean, do you think you'll go back to Australia? No. Again, no. you no, won't. No, never to live, no. No. It's quite a hike, isn't it? It's quite a hike and it's quite a change in complete change in mindset to go back and live in Australia. Um, yeah, because not, everything works. Not speaking about even what's going on in Australia at the moment, which is a nightmare, but um, I just... I just don't want that lifestyle anymore. Other than my mom and my, you know, I've got my brother and his family there and my aunties and, and, um, and family. Um, mm. Our life is really here. There, mm. And plus, there's no way my daughter would go back. You know, she's nearly 20. Really? She's got an Italian boyfriend. There's, there's right. no way. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so, for me, when I go back home to Australia, I, I, I mean, I, just everything works and it's like, what? <laughs> for me it's so it works, weird but it it's like, doesn't where's, where's if you the think fun in that it's simple and it works but where's the heart gone yeah where's the people people like you know in australia we didn't know our neighbors yeah you, oh gosh know. italy is completely different let me tell you when i was there with my boyfriend at the time his mom used to come in in the morning and bring a little cup of espresso and a little cookie on a plate. Can yeah. you imagine? I almost, yeah. I almost, <laughs> um, I, I literally couldn't believe it. I, yeah. I mean, she, and by the way, she didn't know uh, any English. So, mm-hmm. and my Italian was quite bad. So I used to sit there with my laptop and we would communicate with each other on Google Translate. So we'd try to cobble together um, a conversation that way, but it really, it really showed me around communication how much is not verbal. Mm. We would, we could just sit there for hours 
and just you know she was just incredible she had, she passed away unfortunately oh, um a few years ago but yeah she was um she was so welcoming yeah and i've never yeah. trying to think i don't think i've ever experienced that kind of hospitality anywhere else mm. yeah it's it's really nice i i just don't find the life that i led in australian it's quite commercial you know, shopping, buying, getting a bigger car, bigger house. And, you know, if I yeah, was in Australia what? now, it would be at least 10 more years before I retired. Mm. And now yeah. you've got like a perfect idyllic life. Well, now we've got a life that we can manage. You know, mm. we've got no mortgage. Mm. We've got very, very, very few debts, very small debts, and we're mm. relatively self-sufficient. That's unbelievable. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's really amazing. It's a big so, weight off your shoulders when you don't have to think, oh, I need to pay the mortgage. Right. And when you don't have to be, you know, worried about keeping up with the Joneses in terms of, oh, somebody's just bought something. Oh, I need mm-hmm. to buy something. Um, yeah. I don't even know the Joneses anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I no, mean, you really, do. You have you have some. You have your neighbors, but we don't have any keeping up with anyone here because yeah, really, it's so know, lovely. It's, it's a very simple. It's very rural. Um, pretty much everything in our house we've either had given to us or we've bought secondhand at the the this things called reusos here, which right. is like it's, a thrift shop or a secondhand uh-huh. shop. Mm-hmm. That we've got pretty much, oh. and, and all the clothes. It's really funny because. When we came this time, I, I don't think I've actually bought clothes for our children like in years. Because there's so many there. Because so many people, just yeah. everybody in the local area puts all the clothes in the bags and the bags just do the rounds. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. Very community and the, driven. And they have such lovely brands uh, of clothes and, and they oh, yeah. seem to, you know, renew their clothes quite frequently and all the old clothes just do the rounds and we'll say, oh, that's okay, we'll use that, we'll use that, yeah, we'll use that. That's fantastic. It's, um, yeah, it's a completely different type of life. I think it's something that everybody should try experience at some point. It would so, be lovely, wouldn't it, if we could all just go and experience some totally oh, different lifestyle? yeah. And for people that come to stay, I mean, what what's the setup with when people come to stay? When they come to stay with us, uh, yeah. well, we've got an apartment that's connected to our main house. Mm-hmm. And so we operate that through Airbnb and Booking.com. And so people come. We've had people from all around the world. And my husband absolutely is an amazing host. You know, I'm a little bit shyer than he is, but right. he's just like, Hello, come in. Hello. <laughs> oh, they must love that. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's so they say he's so simpatico. So everybody that comes, if they come for more than a couple of nights, we invite them for dinner. Mm. So I'd say 90% of people that come and stay come and have at least one dinner in the house with us. Oh, they must love our, that. Our house is very old. Like mm. I can literally touch the ceiling with my hand. It's all low beams and rock walls. And so we've had people in there from ah all over the world oh, in wow. in our little kitchen. It's been and we stay in touch with them. And so, do you have like a booklet there that 
they write in or that kind of we thing? No, we should. We, yeah. we, never, we haven't, but we should. But Like a really beautiful kind of little journal book where they get to write a little note so you can yeah, keep we it should. that's we dated. Should. That would be lovely. It would be lovely because our very first guest, the very first guest we ever had was uh, a lady with her mother. Her mother was, I think, in her 70s and her two adult daughters. So there was four of them, four women. And what they were doing was retracing the journey that the grandmother had made in her 20s. Oh, my goodness. All through Europe. And so the grandmother had come to this village in her 20s. She was American. And she'd met this fellow and they'd gone riding on a moped and she was trying (laughs) to find all these old um, memories and people that she knew. So my husband was determined that she was going to find somebody. So we, we went all around the village and we eventually found a lady that she was friends with in no. this village in her 20s. How would, how would she even remember? It was amazing. It was so lovely. And the granddaughters are going, oh, you know, Nana, don't, don't be silly. You know, you didn't, you've probably forgotten. And, and every single thing that Nana said was true. She hadn't forgotten a thing. And, wow. you know, she was telling them all these stories about when she was young and this man and all these sort of little risque stories. It was so cute. <laughs> uh, so when people go to visit you there, so you've got the little village, a couple of, I'm trying to get a picture in my head, a couple mm. of kilometres away. How big is that yeah. village? It's about 600 people. So oh, we've got, so it's a decent it's, it's size. Big enough, it's big-ish. It's two kilometres down the mountain. Mm-hmm. And so there's, you know, butchers, uh, bakery, three or four restaurants. I have to come and visit. It's really lovely. And then if you go up the mountain, you go to another high village, very high Mm -hmm. village. That's the last village on this road. And then you can walk from there into France. You can actually cross over the Alps. All right. I would do that. (laughs) Absolutely spectacular. It's pristine. Do you do a lot of hiking in the summertime? Yeah. Everybody comes and hikes. They do. I just can't believe it. It sounds. And then we're only an hour from Turin. Right. So we're an hour from a a major capital city. Right. So what do you even need? You don't need anything. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I have stuff in three different storages right now that I haven't seen for years. Yeah. (laughs) So it kind of makes you think, you know, what is all this stuff that we just accumulate? You know, mm. I think last time I went home, I looked at one of them and was like, what is this anyway? What, you know, what is this? So, yeah. but I think I'll have to um, pull it all out at some point. But I've I like the idea of my mother-in-law's in Australia. Right. <laughs> Are you going to bring it over to Italy? Um, well, let's see if we can get back into Australia and if we can get out again <clears throat> at the moment, no. Yeah, but one day I I will go back and I'll have to go through them because it's um my mum went into aged care so it's a lot mm. of my mum's things that are very mm-hmm. sentimental that are in those boxes. Yeah, I think it, it would be nice to have it there. Yeah, for sure. And then another thing I just want to say, <clears throat> you know, when we came over the second time, um, a lot of people said to us. 
that we're making a big mistake because we have a son, our son Luca, he's on the autistic spectrum. Mm-hmm. So when he came over, he was eight. Uh, when we left the school system in Australia and I asked one of the, the special needs teachers where he was going, I said, oh, how do you think Luca's going? And she said, oh, he's, he's going steadily backwards. Oh. So that's, that's what we left. Okay. And in, in Italy, when he went into the little village school, everybody just embraced him and his differences weren't something to be pushed aside. They were embraced. Mm. You know, he has what, well, I would say high functioning autism. So he's, mm. he's verbal. He speaks. He's, he's, he's fine. Uh, he's very creative. But they just embrace it. They embraced Isn't that it. Lovely? And in, in Australia, I remember they sent him home a little booklet saying that he had to remember that he had a bubble around him and that he wasn't allowed to touch anyone outside his bubble and he had to, to be, you know, stay in here. Mm. Whereas here the, the teachers are just come, Luca, you know, and they give him a big hug and it's yeah. a totally different environment. Oh, gosh, hugely yeah, the kids, they, they sound like they really love it there. Yeah, uh, well, our daughter's she's more Italian than Australian now. Uh, wow. So she's fine. So for, for anybody to find you, how do yes. they, I guess they, you have your website, renovatingitaly.com, yes. and yes. your Instagram handle is? Renovating Italy. <laughs> Again. So it's just straight renovating Italy. Yeah, I think it's renovating dot Italy. Right. Okay. Um, and they can just find. I mean, they they could probably book through the website if they wanted to go and stay. Yes, absolutely. That on the website, I've got a you know stay with us page. I've also got a page that um, explains the membership. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is uh, a super great deal at the moment if you're interested in jumping in our membership. And all the information on there, all the way to contact us. And, you Which know, we're is really super helpful, friendly. right? Yeah. So if, if people have a question, just give us a shout. We, we yeah. don't buy it. And this membership, I think, is really, really helpful for people that may not even have considered something like this, but it's definitely doable. Yeah. And it's not just talking about renovating, if people are, are thinking about that. It's, it's talking about all aspects of life over here. And plus, it gives you a doorway to mm. meet people face to face that you won't get that connection if you're in a big group. Mm-hmm. And to get yeah, very um, information sort of in a smaller environment. Mm. It sounds so lovely. Ah, I'm going to have to come and <laughs> Don't visit. Don't worry, you. there are bad days. You know, they're like, I want to murder my husband days. And <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody oh, has those. We've got a meter and a half of snow and we've got to take the kids to school. You better go and dig the car out, Days. I can't even imagine that. I've stayed yeah. in it. I've stayed in a snowy country once. I was in Vancouver. Mm. Um, no, I was in Kazakhstan as well. Oh wow. But I, yeah, but I'm not a fan of the cold weather. No, neither am I. At all. I'm no. I'm yeah, it's. I thought we were moving down to the coast in, you know, sunny Liguria, and we ended up at the foot of the Alps in um, in snow. I mean, it must be absolutely spectacular, though. Oh, it's beautiful! It's 
stunning. It's so beautiful. Every season is so dramatic. Yeah. Well, I cannot wait to keep up with all of the changes and, you know, the snowy the snowy <laughs> photos that are going to be coming and, yeah, I think it's going to be amazing. Oh, and we were on um, House Hunters International as well. If you want to hunt us down, uh-huh. you probably see us there a few years ago. Right, right. Well, I mean, you could probably start some kind of – do you have a YouTube channel, by the way? We do. It, it's uh, fairly sporadic the way right. we post to the YouTube, I have to say. Yeah. I think it would be so fascinating to have, like, little – videos of home yeah, life we've got there. quite a lot on there and we do a lot of i do a lot of you know facebook lives and things mm-hmm. um, i probably share too much i've been banned from sharing anything to do with my daughter now she's nearly 20 <laughs> right <laughs> she's at that age right yes i can imagine no more photos of me mum. <laughs> oh that's so funny that's so- but if she was somewhere else she you know it might be a different scenario isn't it interesting? Yeah, the I don't know. I guess it's the environment. So, well, but she's thank pretty you. much grown up on the camera. So she's, she's has she? So that's well, interesting. She's, she's grown up as part of our story in a way. Mm. People that come to stay know us. We've they know you them. before. Yes. yes. They'll come and yeah. say, oh, where's Karina and how's her boyfriend going and has Luca enjoying school oh, and, so- oh, there's Fiume the dog and where's Mabel the cat? They, they know us. Oh, they do, yes. Yeah, it's that, weird. Yeah. It's weird. But that's lovely because you have that whole, that whole family vibe. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a pretty good presence, yes. So, well, you come and visit anytime you like. I am definitely going to come and visit. And thank you so much for uh, meeting up with me today and to chat about everything. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll, um, ah, when I come over there, maybe we'll do some videos. That would be nice. That would be great. That would be be fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Lisa. You're and, very um, welcome. And I look forward to um, chatting with you and anybody uh, who might like the idea of moving to Italy or at least getting some information, don't hesitate to get in touch with Lisa. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, I'll speak to you later. Bye-bye. All right, ciao. You've just finished listening to an episode of Rare Conversations. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd love for you to leave a review and share it with a friend who you think would be interested in this topic. And if you have a business question, please send it in to us. We may very well answer it in our next episode. So be sure to tag me on social media at Leonie Milano. The show notes and other information can be found on our website at www.leonimilano.com. Thank you again for listening and we look forward to having you back with us again soon.